Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new season of Heavy Pages, a divorce journal, and to a new segment that I'm going to be calling Topic Tuesday, where we'll be looking at a lot of different topics that have to do with divorce and separation, and we'll be discussing them in a bit more detail. So this week, our topic is going to be staying friends after divorce. I'm sure you're hearing that and thinking that's absolutely impossible, but it is possible. Not every time, not with every relationship, definitely, but if both are willing, it is possible. And so I found this article on OurFamilyWizard.com, and it is aptly titled, Staying Friends After Divorce. So I will link the whole article in the show notes, but it had a couple little talking points that I wanted to share with you guys. I did attempt to stay friends with my ex with varying degrees of success, probably because I didn't follow these suggestions to the letter. And so let's go through it and see where I messed up or where I got it right. And to help you to make sure that when you're navigating this situation with the next that you feel you would even consider staying friends with, maybe these will help you. The first bullet point is giving it time. It says immediately following the end of an intimate relationship, emotions are often scattered. Anger, confusion, regret, and sadness are all common, and it's not always easy to know how to handle these strong feelings. Taking some time to work through our emotions is an important step that should not be overlooked when ending a relationship. Give yourself time to grieve. Seek out close friends and family and talk about how you're coping with your divorce. You may also consider talking to a neutral third party, such as a therapist, who can give you impartial guidance on how to accept your divorce and move on. I totally agree on this step. Give it time. That is where I didn't give it time. I do believe that you can be friends with an ex, but I think that there's a window. There's an amount of time that you need to separate from them so that you can heal, so that they can heal, so that you have closure before you try to be friends. It's hard to be friends when you were just husband and wife and lovers yesterday. It's super difficult. It's very rare that both people agree at the same time to end a relationship, which means somebody is always going to be hurt. And for me, I was the one that was not ready to break up, which means that I know that when I was trying to be friends and friendly, I had ulterior motives and the ulterior motives were to try and get him to realize what he was walking away from and come back to me and to his family and that ended up being more hurtful than helpful. That was not a healthy friendship or a healthy basis for changing our relationship to a friendship because I would get really mad and upset and injured when I would see him hanging out with other people and not, not recognizing, hey, we're friends. We get along. What are you doing? Why aren't you just begging to come back home? So giving it time is definitely good advice. And I will also say that I did do a couple other of these things, which was speak to close friends and family. I had my dear best friend that was kind of going through a divorce around the same time I was. And man, did we just 
use each other and talk to each other and just totally cry with each other. And it was extremely helpful. And I had a a few other very close friends that were not going through a separation or divorce. And they were great to me because I know that I just was constantly talking about my struggle, my sadness, what was happening. And they listened and they supported me and they, they were great. So you definitely want that support system. Of course, family too. My, my, my sister, my mom, my dad, everybody was very tender with me and, and were there for me and let me just vent and cry and, and feel sorry for myself. And I also did that neutral third party thing. I got a therapist. I loved my therapist. If you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know that I had a therapist that I loved that did a great job that really got me through it. So I highly recommend therapy to anybody that is going through a divorce. They, you just can't go wrong with that. The next bullet point that we're going to talk about is setting healthy boundaries after divorce. It says part of ending a relationship means letting go of the level of closeness you once had with a person. This also means giving that person a new level of space. And I will say that I definitely did not do this one either. Neither of us did very good with our boundaries it says after divorce, I'm really mostly speaking after separation because we did separate for like two years before we got our divorce. But during that separation, we weren't working towards fixing things. We just, you know, never got around to the divorce part or we weren't in a hurry. So there were really bad boundaries. And that was a problem. Like he would ask me who I was seeing or who I was dating I would ask him who he was seeing or what he was doing or who he was dating. Sometimes we would end up back in bed together, clearly not setting healthy boundaries. That was a huge mistake on my part. And again, it does go back to I was trying to win him back for a while. And so I was hoping that maybe telling him who I'm with or if I'm dating someone or if I like somebody or whatever would make him jealous. If I slept with him, maybe that would make him remember, hey, she's somebody I want to be with. What am I doing? But none of that worked. And it was very unhealthy for me to do that. So definitely the healthy boundaries are important. And Maybe even, you know, because the first bullet point is giving it time, I say give it space. You need to try and not communicate so much with each other. And I know for us, we had a child, so it was difficult not to talk, but try to keep it just about the child. Don't do the chit chat. Don't change the subject. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be rude. You just have to keep it professional. The third bullet point is thinking about the future. It says, as our kids grow, you'll cross many milestones as a family. Even when they reach adulthood, your co-parenting relationship will never fully end. From birthdays and graduations to weddings and grandkids, neither you nor your co-parent will want to miss a thing. And I definitely thought about the future. And one of the things that we were able to stay relatively friendly was that We were both able to have birthday parties for my son that we both went to. My son was able to, even though we were divorced for quite a few years, 
have us both at his parties without any drama, without any ugliness, without any, you know, him on one side of the room, me on the other, not speaking to each other. He actually brought friends to uh, my son's birthday parties when I was having them. If I was the one throwing the party and he would come. And we actually did Christmas together a few times because, you know, I hated not having my son for Christmas and um, his dad didn't really have a lot of family here. So he, he would come over and we'd all do Christmas together. And I, I don't know if my son even remembers that, but at least I do know that he doesn't remember missing his parents for Christmas because Luckily, for quite a few years, even after the divorce, we were still um, spending those holidays together. Graduation, when my son graduated from high school, we all went to the graduation, separate cars, but we all sat together. And I do remember that even though at that point I had started dating, no, geez, started dating, I already had my, my new partner and I already had my daughter, we all went to graduation dinner after my son graduated, his father came, my mom and dad were there. We were all there at a table. It, you know, they're not best friends, my ex and my current partner. They're not like best friends. They're not even friends, but they were able to be cordial and to sit through the dinner for my son's sake. Nobody really felt weird. Everybody made conversation. So it is possible. It is absolutely possible. It can be done. And I know I wouldn't miss my son's graduation, so I wouldn't want to be angry and fighting with my ex and making that miserable or making it somewhere that I just don't want to be. There's no weddings or grandkids to speak of yet, but I anticipate that when there is a wedding that we will be able to cordially, we don't really hardly, we hardly speak anymore and haven't seen each other physically in a few years, but he's still around and we all still live within, you know, 20 minutes of each other. So when there will be a wedding in the future, I expect that we'll both be able to be there and there won't be an issue either. The last bullet point is rediscovering life after divorce. It says ending a relationship creates a perfect opportunity to really focus on yourself and how you want to use your time. The needs and goals you had while in your relationship may no longer apply, and you'll need to take a fresh look at what's truly important in your life. So, very good point. Rediscovering life after divorce. Well, I loved my life after divorce. After, of course, all the pain and the stress and dealing with the breakup and all of the stuff that comes with that. When I ended up past that and I had my own apartment with my son and I had a job and I was financially secure, I'm going to tell you that some those were some of the best years of my life. I loved being able to only have to be responsible for my son and I, not have to come and cook dinner for somebody else or wash anybody's dirty underwear besides my son. But I loved that freedom. I loved that when my son was with his father for, for, you know, their weekends that I could be free and do whatever I wanted and, and not have to answer to anybody or do anything. And I loved that my son and I were able to take plenty of trips together without having to worry about 
uh, if my husband liked to travel or didn't like this destination or didn't have the money or, or whatever. We got to decide what we wanted to do. There's the freedom of life after divorce. If you're able to get everything together and um, not have a lot of drama, it's, it's definitely very rewarding. I cannot speak enough about how when I made it to the other side, it was pretty great. And I enjoyed that for five years, and then I did get back into a relationship. But that's okay, because for me, my goal was always to have a family. I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm, you know, single and ready to mingle, just hanging out there, dating all the time, or just being by myself, or raising my son, and then living alone. I That was not my goal. I wanted a family. And so I... Of course, there was a point in time when I, I felt like I will never marry again. And technically, I haven't married again. But that I would always, you know, I think a best relationship is you have your house. I have my house. We see each other every once in a while. And then we go back to our perspective corners. And that didn't quite work out that way. And that's okay. Because obviously, I wanted a family. And when I had my daughter, well, obviously, I want her father to be there with her and with us because... That's the kind of family unit that I want. And that's what ended up happening. But the years rediscovering myself after divorce were great years. I learned a lot about myself and I learned how to be healthy in a relationship, which was very important. And I was able to bring that forward to this new relationship. So that's another really important thing. It's not just about your freedom. It's about learning, taking the time to learn about yourself and Again, I think therapy has to do with that, can come into that. That's when you should consider some therapy because therapy helps you learn more about yourself and, and be a better you. Definitely be a better you. Well, I hope that touching on these bullet points will help you try and stay friends after divorce with your ex. Remember that it is definitely better to be friendly than to be adversaries. You don't want to have a miserable relationship with your ex. If you can avoid it, I would strongly suggest you avoid it as much as possible. I believe in you and I know you got this. And that wraps up this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to me and share your thoughts and opinions or comments and concerns, you can always do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you haven't rated and subscribed or shared this podcast with others, I encourage you to do so. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great rest of the week. Until next time, bye for now. Bye.